Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. We're in the furniture world. Yes, I said furniture. It's been a long time since we've talked about this this area, and I'm super excited today because you're going to learn about this really cool company called Ufurnish. And on the podcast today is their co-founder and CEO, Deirdre McKetrick, all the way from Europe. Deirdre, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. And uh, very good. You got my name correct, not what uh, a lot of people manage to do that. So uh, bonus points to you. I love it. I mean, I just... I. I practiced a lot this morning, and I'm glad that I nailed it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, hey, it's so great to meet you, and I, I love the, uh, your your business. I'm I'm excited because, you know, quite frankly, I have a lot of entrepreneurs on in, in the consumer product space, and I I haven't had a lot of furniture um, entrepreneurs on. And so when I saw your information, I was super excited um, to learn more about you and and just this industry and what you're doing with it. And I think it's really unique. So, uh, guys, today what we're going to do is we're going to start with Georgia's background. You guys aren't going to believe her background because she didn't come up through the furniture world or the consumer products world. Uh, we're going to start there, and then we're going to dive into the company. So, Deirdre, let's do this. I, I mean, you're a law intern. You're working at J.P. Morgan. You're uh, heading down everything finance, HS, HSBC. You're in leveraged acquisitions. You're, you're like degrees are in law and finance, and here you are starting your own business. So help us with this whole uh, picture of how this came about. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not the traditional route, Justin, but at my heart, I am a consumer. I am a shopper. So um, in my background, so my dad um, used to fake curtains and blinds in people's houses in the evening times. And I'd always go with him because I'd love to have a walk around people's homes. And I used to corrupt the Argus catalogue and actually plan out my rooms and place all the pieces of furniture into uh, my room designs. So furniture, anything interiors has always been probably the thing I'm most passionate about, Justin. So basically, when I bought my first home, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I had Pinterest, I had Home and Garden magazine, sure. and I was really excited. But it turned to frustration really quickly because I couldn't find any of those products. Where are they? And where <laughs> are they in my price range, in my color, in my style? Why wasn't there one place that I could search the entire market? So that was the premises there of the business. And it was really bringing together sort of that passion and the business together that made it, I have to go for it. I have to do this. Wow, that's awesome. Well, and, and if you go to youfurnish.com, uh, you can see all of these, you know, furniture, lighting, rugs, home accessories, front, and whatnot, mattresses even. So, but how do you, how did you decide to go from, I can't find it myself, I should create a business where these types of things are available to actually starting it. So what were the first steps you had to take? Yeah, it's a really good question. And um, one thing that you know, I knew what I knew, but I also knew what I didn't know. Or and then there was a whole other things of things I didn't know I didn't know. So <laughs> what I looked at was the skill set that I had and the skills that I needed but was missing. So I decided to go find myself a co-founder 
who would be able to bring those skills to the table. So together we could make it happen. Um, I didn't have to look very far. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, <laughs> nice. um, was working in a startup. So he had that startup background, had built a company that had grown from zero to 500 people. It had wow. moved from Europe Amazing. into the US. So together we sort of realized that we could come together and create this business. So that's what we did. And, you know, first step was actually just looking at the market. Did everybody have this problem or was it just me? So you've got to really validate that idea. It's the most important thing that you can do. And don't just find people that will tell you it's great. Everybody likes to tell everybody everything is great. They're afraid to tell them, actually, I think that's terrible. Behind your back, that'll never work. Right. So what we did is we found the people that told us it wouldn't work. And why wouldn't it work? And we used all of that information to sort of validate, would it really work? And then from there, we had the confidence to say, right, we're going to go for this. Well, I love that. So that's, and that's great, I think, advice for other entrepreneurs listening. And you're right. I think people, their inherent nature is when when asked, like, oh, yeah, it's great. Or, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Instead of like truly being critical or providing, you know, real realistic feedback. Um, so you, you, you start to survey the market, you talk to others, you maybe get some good insights on what would work, wouldn't work. What was the first product that you focused on or product set or category? How did you decide where you were going to focus? Yeah. So when we were setting up youfurnish.com, what we looked at was, first off, you've got the main elements. If you move into a home, you've got your bed, your wardrobe, your sofa, dining table, all of these elements. And then we quickly extended it out into all of those other items that you listed because it's not those items that make a home. It's the throws, it's the rugs, it's the cushions, it's the lighting. And really, we wanted a place where people could come and search the entire market, all the furniture retailers, easily in one place with everything at your fingertips. So when you go on to youfurnish.com, You enter in your search terms, you're in a sofa category, you apply your price filters, your color, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can see products from all the players in the market, from Wayfair to John Lewis to Amade.com, all there together, rather than having to individually search all of their websites and loads of other retailers that you would have never found by yourself, which is really important to consumers so that you've got the confidence to buy knowing that there's not a better product out there. So That's no pretty formal. cool. Okay, so you're an aggregator basically. So and and you're pulling together. You're basically creating one place to go for all things home, and you're then linking over to and you're sending traffic over to the retailer sites. Is that correct? Exactly. So we did a lot of uh, due diligence with the retailers as well, and they didn't want to lose their customer. That was one of the feedbacks. They wanted customers to come and purchase on their site. So we listened to that and we said, that's fine. We'll sit in the middle. We'll help consumers find what they're looking for. And then once they've looked at the entire market, we'll send you really qualified traffic that's ready to purchase. And then they're your customer. So you will take payment. You will do the delivery, the customer service. And we get paid uh, a commission on the back for that. I was going to say, how we make money. Do they, and are they then paying you referral fees for traffic to the site or actual p- closed purchase? on their site. So we do it on commission on those purchases. Okay. So, and they can track the consumer coming over to their site from yours and then what they end up buying. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Really, really cool. Okay. So did you have retailers you targeted initially or how did you get started with the retailer relationship? Yeah, hundred percent. So we had to start um, with uh, building a a website. So we built an MVP uh, version of what we were looking to build. And then we had to go out to retailers and say, look, at this is what we're trying to do. Will you come on? Because we didn't have any retailer data, no uh, data feeds. 
So sure. what we did is we got one or two uh, to come on board. They're like, oh, this is interesting. We'd be interested. Uh, we entered into a contract with them and they sent us all of their data feeds over and we uploaded it into uh, our MVP website. And then from there, what we did was we drove traffic to that site to see would the customers come on, would they interact, would it be helpful, uh, user group testing. And on the back of that, we went out and we raised finance. So we raised uh, 2.3 million sterling in seed wow. investment. Deirdre. to actually. That's impressive. Yes, it's been uh, it's been quite the journey. So um, we raised that to build a team and to build a scalable version of the technology. Okay. And once we built that scalable version, Justin, you know, it was very clear to all of the retailers that there was a serious business here. And then as you begin to add more and more retailers, of course, you can build on that momentum to attract other retailers because yeah. you build up your credibility. You a good platform. Yeah. So, okay, before we get too far down the path, like, so when you were going out, did you intend to ask for investment money and, and and at what point did you do that how did you know when you when it was the right time yes um so we had uh you know the mvp was self-funded by myself and my other half uh, our pockets <laughs> are not too deep right so uh, it became apparent pretty quickly when we were going to need more investment you know to build scalable technology like this we always knew we would need to have outside investment so that was very clear to us so we started approaching people as soon as we had the MVP out in market and that we could show, look, this works. And here's something that you can actually look and see yourself. Got it. And so d when did you know it was working? Because you build the MVP uh, maybe with one or two retailers and you're linking over to their sites. But how did you like, did you pick up consumers and shoppers right away? Or how did you get the word out about your platform? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. The, so after we got the retailers, it was about getting the consumers. So we were paying for uh, some advertising to got drive it. initial traction to the site. And Justin, I can still remember, I got a phone call. I was like, somebody's bought something. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We have something going. It was going. first purchase. <laughs> That's so and funny. That was really exciting. And it's it's something that I haven't thought about, actually, in a while. But I can very remember, uh, clearly remember that phone call where... Uh, Ray rang me up and said, somebody just bought something on youfurnish.com. This is amazing. <laughs> and then from there, the sales started coming in and we were able to realize that, you know, we could attract traffic that would convert. So there's right. your proof point. Wow. And then how do you get metrics back from the Wayfarers of the world? The I'm looking at some of the the uh, uh, the Bay Isle home. I mean, like I, these these other sites, like when you send traffic their way are they sending you reports or how often do you get updates from them what does that look like how are you getting review yes. information and all of that yeah yeah so we 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 enter into contracts with each of our individual furniture retailers and we agree you know that they will share over their data feeds and how we'll put our tracking all in place so that's all done in the background that's interesting oh that's great and then um and then how do they think about do they are do, will they share consumer data with you so will they share with you john smith bought this and he lives in the in london and bought this this light and whatnot or will they only share actual the actual sales data with you without the consumer information so we have the ability to create an account on youfurnish.com. So many of our customers actually log in and create an account. And the reason that they do that, now it's not mandatory, Justin, but you can save products from across the entire market without having to go individually onto each retailer site, enter a password to save one, two products, and then trying to remember which retailer did I see that product on to right. go back, re-log into that wish list. So that ability is really important for a lot of the consumers. 
because with furniture, it's a big ticket purchase. I'm not deciding that I need to buy a sofa and I'm going to purchase it today. I'm deciding I need to buy a sofa today. I'm going to need to do some research. It's a big ticket purchase. And then in two, three weeks time, I'm probably making that purchase. So what we see is that actually a lot of the consumers want to log in and create those accounts because it's all part of the due diligence process of how they rule products in, out, and narrow it down to that final product that they're ready to purchase. That's, you know, we call it the perfect thing for your home, the perfect fit, the perfect sofa. I see. So, yeah, if you want a favorite, uh, let's say a light, you have to create, you put your email and password in or sign up, and that creates an account for you. Got it. Okay. Exactly. So you can look at lights without creating an account, and you can just go through and look at them all, and you can click out and purchase. uh, So there's no barriers there. It's just if you want that additional functionality uh, so that we can remember um, all of those products that you saved, we get the consumers to create an account. Got it. Yeah, this Patrick One light drum pendant from Bay Isle Home is amazing. Um, this is cool. There's a lot of amazing this things, like some things there, and a lot of I can't imagine where uh, I'd put wonderful this. things. <laughs> but, exactly, yeah. things that you'd never even think would exist. You find so I know it's, uh, it's, very it's cool. really fascinating. It doesn't even feel like work, Justin, because uh, you're constantly just looking at these beautiful things. I probably need about five houses though because I've got so much furniture <laughs> I want to sure. buy. I bet. So you mentioned that you. You did this with your husband. Do you guys focus on different parts of the business? In other words, does one of you focus on the more creative side of things and one of you is more focused on the financial side of things? Or how do you guys divide up the work? Yeah, yeah, we do. So as I said at the beginning, I knew my skill set, but I also did not have a background in technology and marketing. And that was my now husband's uh, background. So he focuses on that. I focus on the consumer, what the consumer wants, that experience. Given my background in finance, I look after all of the CFO type elements as well. (laughs) So we divide and conquer. And, you know, it's so busy in a startup that you don't have the luxury of being involved in everything. So it's a big part of actually how do you bring on board people that you can trust and delegate out to? Yeah, no doubt. And so that's a great point. Um, you, you go out and get funding and then you said you ramped up hiring and bringing on people. What kinds of roles did you have to bring on to support the business? So we made two big hires last year. Uh, one was our chief marketing officer. Uh, that is a lady called Tony, T-O-N-I, uh, Wood. And Tony Wood was the ex-chief marketing officer of a company called DFS, which is the largest UK sofa company listed uh, in the UK. So that was a big win for us. And also then on the technical side, of course, which uh, is really important to us with importing all of the data feeds, we hired a CTO. Now, our CTO um, was working for a company called Book-A-Table, which is a restaurant booking platform. And that was sold by Michelin to TripAdvisor. So wow. he became available onto the market, but he also spent seven years with another aggregator called lastminute.com uh, back in his early career, which was sort of the first sort of dot com, you know, big company out of the UK. So he's got a lot of experience in aggregation. Wow, that's awesome. You're um, only as good as the people you bring on board. I know, Justin, so who you, you surround yourself best. with. It's so key, and especially in a small business. Um, so what's what's the road ahead look like? What are the keys to your growth, especially coming out of COVID? So um, COVID has actually been a big um, catalyst in the market. It's driven a I lot bet. of people <laughs> online. Yep. Um, and not just the consumers, but also the retailers realizing that they need to digitize more and put more traffic online. So it's been a big opportunity for us. We've seen massive, massive growth on the back of it. So we've accelerated hugely over the course of 2020 and it continues into 2021, which is phenomenal. I'm about to announce a a big announcement this week. We have added a very uh, 
senior uh um, CEO who's going to be joining us wow. as our chairman. That's awesome. So he has uh, been the CEO of listed companies for the last 20 years. Uh, he actually started his own company, having left a very big company that he grew uh, to over a billion market cap. So uh, he's got oh. a very impressive track record. Wow. So we're looking at how we continue to grow, Justin, and putting in part a board will be a big part of that. Sure. And then we're also going to be raising our next investment round to really scale the business into this next phase as well already actively in, in market with that and getting good traction. So looking forward to getting that closed, which will, you know, start that next phase of growth, that next spurt of hiring and uh, all that that will come with it as well. Wow, that is just awesome. And, you know, it's interesting, the whole idea of bringing on a CEO and at what where you guys are, are the founders. You know, I think a lot of founders sometimes have a hard time. Oh, no, letting- sorry. He's He's not going to be the CEO. He's the CEO of a listed company. He's coming on as our chairman. Your chairman. Thank you. That's that's still to bring on a leader like that. That's that's awesome. And it adds a a lot of weight to your overall, you know, focus on the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. The big thing that I go by, Justin, is if you want to be the best, you got to work with the best. So we have a philosophy around that. And and that's our aim. So, you know, we take talent acquisition very uh, seriously. And we're always looking for the right person rather than just putting bums on seats. (laughs) (laughs) Putting bums on seats. Right. Um, I had to think about that bum. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love it. Maybe maybe it's an Irish thing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, That's so great. So I always, and that's great advice. I think, you know, I always love to ask our um, guests, like what would be two or three big pieces of advice you've offered several already throughout today's podcast. Um, Anything else come to mind though, as you're thinking about the other entrepreneurs that are listening to our show, things that you've learned in the time that you've been growing um, that you'd share with them. Um, So I think I shared one of the big ones that's ask questions, ask for feedback from people and, you know, particularly your customers continually ask, what are they saying? Just little insights that you get. So I was talking to a friend at the weekend who's just bought a house and he was like, oh, we need to order a laptop because, you know, we're struggling to actually look on our iPhones for all of the furniture. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It actually backs up that people browse on a mobile, but they actually convert on desktop. So ask questions, try and figure out that psyche of your customer. But the second thing for business uh, owners is network, network, network. Um, you know, my chairman that I'm about to appoint, I met him about four years ago at an event. I went wow. up and spoke to him um, I got his business card. We had a conversation. I wasn't even thinking of starting a business. I was literally just a banker at HSBC. Wow. And look what's become. He's are. invested in us and uh, he's continued uh, to see our growth story. And now we're about to appoint him as chairperson. So, you know, you never know. And it's not just the people that you're networking. It's it's what's the, the two degrees of separation? Who do they know? Right. So no really doubt. build your networks, That's build so your key. networks and use them. It's so key. I love it. Deirdre, um, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, uh, check out your products, um, engage with you guys, etc. Of course. So it's youfurnish.com. And that's the letter U and furnish, F-U-R-N-I-S-H.com. And we're all over every social media channel right. as well. With that's great. Furnish, so uh, you'll be able to find us uh, there as well. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I, I, I mean, geez, what you guys have done is amazing. And the platform is really great technically, um, the way it interacts with and links you to other retailers without kind of losing. It's not like a different experience. It's actually a very connected experience, which I think is awesome. And I really would love to have you guys back on down the road as you keep growing. And, and, um, and I know you'll have much more to share with our audience. 
Yeah, that would be amazing. And I should also give a shout out to my own little podcast that I <laughs> run right. with uh, interior designer and furniture designer Audrey Whelan. It's called the DNA DNA of Home Interiors. I love and it. what it does, Justin, is it breaks down home interiors, what you need to consider in simplistic language. We've sort of thrown away the, the guidebook where it's all intimidating. <laughs> if you're actually looking for that sofa, that dining table, what do you actually need to consider from a practical point of view around space, around usage, around surfaces, wear and tear, cost, etc. So we do all of that with all different episodes. So if you're looking to buy something or for some interior design help, check it out. It's the DNA of Home Interiors. Awesome. I love it. It's been so good meeting you. Look forward to staying in touch and having you back on. Deirdre. Thanks for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.